Hey everybody, this is Keith Loy. I'm the founding senior pastor of Celebrate Church in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and this is our podcast. I just want to say thank you for joining us, and it is my prayer that this week's message will truly encourage you. Enjoy. If you got your calendars, if you take out your phone real quick, I want you to note a date. And it's June 19th. Many of you know we love to go down to Florida as a family and um, something that uh, we've been doing for many, many years. And even as a pastor, sometimes that I'm saddened that I know some pastors that when they go on vacation, the last place they want to go is to a church. It saddens me. I know pastors that have actually told me that. I'm like, wow, that's the first place I want to run. Um, it has nothing to do with what I do. And so there's a pastor, his name is Pastor Dave Melendez, and he is my pastor when I'm not here at Sioux Falls. And I have a church that I call my, my, my home church when I'm away from my home church. And it's a church down in Lakeland, Florida, and Pastor Dave on June 19th will be here. And I want you to meet my pastor when I'm away from home. And uh, I, I say that in advance because I know it's summer, but I'm hoping this place will be packed. I hope everybody watching online won't be online. They'll be in this room because I want you to meet him. He's been such an encouragement to my life. And uh, one of the things that we just love when we're down in Florida is going to church there. Uh, it's so much, it's so much like celebrate. And I love being there because it's one of those moments where I just sit and I'm getting fed. And, uh, and of course, one of the things that we love to do is he's become a friend. So afterwards we go out to lunch together and we just get to hang out. And I told him, I'd love, I'd love you to come to Sioux Falls and just meet my family. And so on June 19th, mark your calendars. I hope you'll be here for Father's Day. I'm excited about having Pastor Dave uh, with us. If you also have your Bibles, I want to invite you to go to Romans 12. I just want to read you two verses, but you've heard me say this before. The two most important days in your life are the day that you're born and the day you figure out why. Let me say it again. The two most important days in your life are the day that you're born and the day you figure out why. It's interesting that probably one of the great decisions I ever made in life was to move to a place called Sioux Falls, South Dakota in 1999. I never regret that decision. If I get a little emotional, it's because I do not regret that decision. God's hand was all over it, and I knew it. I had no idea what I was in for. There's been a lot of lessons I've had to learn. Sadly, for my position to you, almost all of my lessons are at the expense of you, and for that, I'm sorry. But I wouldn't trade the last 23 years. But two years ago, I think I, for the first time, figured out why. A thing called a pandemic hit, and for a lot of people, it's been a painful thing. But I did make a statement, and I still will hold to it, that it didn't change us, it exposed us. Exposure is not a bad thing, folks. If I can use the analogy, the day you stand naked in front of a mirror and take a good look at yourself, it's a wake-up call, especially when you're getting older. I say it to be funny because most people in the world never look at themselves in a mirror because they do life through a window. 
They don't realize that their life is a reflection, so they look out a window because they're always chasing things. Looking out a back window and seeing what the neighbors have and thinking if I just had that. Looking out the front window of their office building and of an office next if I could just have that. And that's pretty much how most people, and part of that window is this thing my dad calls the idiot box, the television. And I know most people when they watch Shark Tank aren't thinking about being on it. They think about what would it be like to be one of those people that's a shark. If I just had all that money. You do what you want with it as far as I know that all of those sitting there don't know Jesus. And I don't really understand what it means to gain the whole world and want to lose your soul. But two years ago when a pandemic hit, many of you know I resigned as your pastor. I went to the elders and the leaders of the church and I said, I'm not doing this anymore. I wasn't mad, I wasn't angry. For me, the pandemic, please hear this and don't read into it. For me personally, the pandemic and the change was almost a gift. Something that I wasn't praying for, but I was asking God to do something in my life because I don't want to keep doing what I'm doing. The idea of showing up on a weekend, building a big church, people singing songs, and then getting their feelings hurt and going and picking up and going somewhere else, and then they keep repeating that, and we call that Christianity was really making me vomit and nauseous in my spirit. I'm not interested in building a church. I want to see people in love with Jesus Christ. I want to see a people that are passionate about the things that are passionate about God. I'm tired of people saying I am a follower of Jesus, but they don't live it. They don't know it. Their marriages don't matter. Their kids don't matter. Chasing things of the world. Their idea of giving is really pretty sick. And it was really vomiting. I'm just letting you know where I was at. So when the pandemic hit, I'm looking at my world and I said, God, I'm not kidding you. I said, God, I failed. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not interested in building a church and people thinking I'm something. I want people to be in love with you. And I just want to give my life to that. And I look at our world right now, especially our country, and very few people even read the word of God. And Jesus himself, the one we claim as saving Lord said, the truth will set you free, nothing else. You're either either a prisoner to God's word or you're in prison to the world's lies. Can't have both. And I felt like God laid in my heart. I know, I know what I can do. I just want people, I just want to teach the word. And so we partnered with Southeastern University. And uh, I, I love that school. And they said, we're, we're here to support, to support what you want to do. And so today to me means the world to me because it's probably the most significant thing I've ever done for this church, just so you know that. The first thing, the day you're born, the day you figure out why, for me it was moving to Sioux Falls. The second thing is what this today means to me. And it's my dream that over the next five years that every one of you, over a thousand adults in this church will take all six of these classes. Whether you do it for credit or for non-credit that you'll take these classes. Because I I will go on record to say this, if I'm wrong, watch this, if I'm wrong, and you can look it in the camera and I'll say this, if I'm wrong, I will denounce the Lord and I'll become an atheist. 
The most significant thing I could do for your marriage are these six classes. As your pastor, the most significant thing I can do for you as a father or mother are these six classes. The most significant thing that I could give to you in your life, in your business, everything about it are these six classes. And every one of these across the stage will tell you it'll change your life, won't it? I have watched every one of them watching, reading papers, grading them, their love for the word. Every one of them could stand up here and teach you the Old Testament. And my opening line is the Old Testament is so easy. It's so simple and it isn't that big. It's just really deep, but it's not. And every one of them are like, really? And I've had, and you'll think this is funny, but I've had someone come and go, I've read Deuteronomy. I've read Leviticus. I get it. I get it now. And watching their lights turn on and the joy and the love they have for the word of God, the most significant thing I could do for you is that you would take all six of these. In the next five years, my hope and belief, if a thousand of our adults will go through it, I will tell you, our area of the world, it will change. The word of God, Jesus said it. You know my truth, it will set you free and my word will never return void. The answer to your marriage is God's word that you would know it. The answer as a parent is the word of God. Everything in your life is God's word. It's not a resource that you fit in. It becomes the very breath by which you live and it will change you. And so I'm just honored that you're here watching and witnessing this. Two years ago, we began. This group here has completed all six. There's another wave right behind it that have already been invested. You'll hear Shelly in a minute say over 230 of our adults have already taken at least one class. Over half of them have taken three of them. And what we're hearing back over and over is exactly what God's word said. People are going, wow, I get it now. I get it now. I get it now. And so I hope that you'll embrace this morning. I hope that you'll let God move in your heart because they're not completing anything. They're beginning everything. They're absolutely beginning everything. And this warms my heart more than anything I've ever brought to this church, the most significant thing. So Father, I thank you that we get to be here. I thank you that you're in the house and the things that you've done in the last two years in the life of this student. And Lord, through all of the 230 that have already taken at least one of the classes, what we're hearing back, what a testimony, what an affirmation, confirmation of what you breathed into this amazing love letter called the Bible. Paul was right. He was so right. And I asked you to turn to Romans 12 and here's what Paul said. I plead with you in verse 1, chapter 12. I plead with you to give your bodies to God because all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable this is truly the way to worship him. 
And here it is, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God's word transform you into a brand new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. We are in a season of graduations. There's commencement events happening over the next weeks that will recognize people at different levels of academic accomplishment. It's a time of joy, of laughter, of happiness, of victory, of celebration. It'll be done with friends and family and with allies. Typically what happens, most people think of a commencement or graduation as the completion or end of something, and the reality is it's quite the opposite. To commence something says you are getting started. So commencement, graduation, is not the end of anything. It is simply the start of everything. Repeat this after me if you would. Today is the first day of the rest of my life. Let's say it again. Today is the first day of the rest of my life. So based on that statement, how many of you are just getting started? Everyone here, we're commencing all together. Now, Pastor Keith has asked if I would share some thoughts on this graduation, and, and then I began to think that I don't remember at all who my graduation speaker was at my high school, my college, or my seminary education, nor do I remember even a word that they said. <laughs> then I began to ask other people what they remembered, and I didn't find anyone who remembered even who the speaker was or anything they said. And I went, well, that stinks. Because the reality is, you won't remember I was here, and you won't remember a word I say. And my self-image can't take that, so to be honest with you, I'm not going to say a word to you. <laughs> Teach you. But instead, I do want someone from history to share some words with you. And when this person shared these words, it was actually 81 years ago, coming up this October, he was 66 years old when he said this. It was in a very short speech. In fact, Really, one sentence is what's remembered in its three words. In the nation of England at that time, there was no joy, there was no happiness, there was no parties, there were no victories. It was World War II. And England stood alone against the most known and feared army in the world at that point. There were no allies, there were no friends. And in the middle of incredible suffering, struggle, bombing, war, death, Prime Minister Winston Churchill, through a group of young students, made this sentence. Never give in. Never give in. Never, never, never in nothing, great or small, large or petty, never give in. In fact, he just quoted what the words Apostle Paul said earlier in Galatians when Paul said this, never get tired of doing what's good, what's right. Because in the right season, you will reap a harvest of blessing if you don't what? Don't give up, don't give in. See, success in life, no matter what you and I talk about, is really simply two things. It's all it is. Get started. Don't give in. That's what success is in any area of life. If you want to succeed financially, Get started on a financial plan and then never give in. If you want to get in great shape physically, get started on a physical program and then never 
give in. If you want to succeed in marriage, get started and never give in. My wife and I, we started our marriage journey almost 44 years ago. And why are we still married today? Because I told her if she left me, I was coming with her. <laughs> Solves that. We haven't quit, but can we agree that we live in a world full of quitters? Everybody quits everything. And the reality is, you will never succeed or become the person God created you to be and have the impact if you don't have the attitude of never give in, never give in. So there's two thoughts I want to have simply Winston Churchill share with you today, since I'm not talking. And I want him to say two things that you should never give in on. Here's the first one. Never give in when you fail. Never give in when you what? How many of you have failed at anything in your life before? Man, what a room full of failures. But that's life. No one succeeds at everything, and no one is on all the time. In fact, if you are on all the time, it's because you're on something. Failure and success are the same thing as long as you never give in. Look at the life of Abraham Lincoln. Look at his failures. Lost his job, lost running for state legislature. Failed in business, his sweetheart died, had a nervous breakdown. Lost the U.S. Congress race, lost the U.S. Senate race, lost running for vice president. Then he lost the U.S. Senate race again and elected then president of the United States. What a failure. No. Not at all. I love how the author John Maxwell says it. To achieve your dreams, you must embrace adversity and make failure a regular part of your life. How many of you are on that journey? You're, you're, hey, I'm on the way then. I mean, think about it. Look at that again. To achieve your dreams, you must embrace, embrace adversity and make failure a regular part of your life. If you're not failing, you're probably not moving forward. If you want to fail at nothing, then do nothing and be nothing. Failure equals success as long as you never give in. Look at Thomas Edison. He was told that he was too stupid to learn. In fact, only went to three months of education in his life. At age 12, lost most of his hearing. At age 21, only had one dollar to his name. Failed in over 2,000 experiments to discover the filament lamp for the incandescent light. And yet his greatest, quote, failure, destruction happened when he was age 67. When everything he'd worked for his entire life, all a part of Edison Laboratories, all burned to the ground in one fire, age 67. The next day he meets with employees and says, how many of you saw the fire? That was a great fire. They're going, what? And he said this, it burned up all our mistakes. We're keeping going. Before he died, he had patents on 1,093 inventions. You just never, never give in when you fail. But here's a second thing never to give in on, and that is this. When others don't believe in you and reject you. The movie producer was 27 years old when he made the movie. The camera and production people, it was filmed in England, all of them said it was a terrible movie. It's terrible. In fact, when it was finished, he showed it to a group of 10 movie people that were friends of his, and one by one they told him, this is one of the worst movies we've ever seen. Then number 10 stood up and said, this is the greatest movie of movie history. Who was that number 10? Steven Spielberg. 
the young director, George Lucas, the movie was Star Wars. See, you will have people not approve of you and reject you if you are pursuing something that is great in your heart and something God has put in your heart. Let's be honest, nobody loves rejection. There was a Boy Scout troop that was meeting one night and the scoutmaster said, okay, now here's the deal. Last week we all said we were going to do something good for someone else and let's go around the circle and let's tell what each of us did. And it came to little Johnny and Johnny said, I'm sorry, I forgot, I, I, I did not do it. And the scoutmaster said, okay, go right now, right now. Go out and do something good for somebody and then come back and tell us what you did. Half hour later, Johnny comes back and his hair's all rustled. He has scratches on his face and his sleeve has been torn and there's a little blood coming from his nose. And the scoutmaster says, Johnny, what happened? He said, well, I, I went out and I helped an old lady across the street. He said, I know, but look at you. What took place? He says, she didn't want to go. See, the reality is this, when you pursue something that's in your heart, not everybody is going to approve and not everybody is going to want to be a part of it, and you'll feel rejected. But that's why Paul says this in 2 Corinthians 6. I love this. I love this verse. In everything we do, we show that we're true ministers of God. We patiently endure troubles and hardships and calamities of every kind. We've been beaten, been put in prison faced angry mobs, worked to exhaustion, endured sleepless nights, and gone without food. You think you've had a bad day or a bad week? But then he says this, and I want us to read this one together. Read this with me, would you? Therefore, since God in his mercy has given us this new way, we never give up, never give in. In fact, just a few verses later, he says this, that is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. See, go through getting fired from a job because you weren't creative enough. Go through a bankruptcy, a mental breakdown, a devastating strike, and the loss of control over your greatest creation. But don't give in, Walt Disney. Everyone will know your name, and everyone will want to go to your park. Go broke five times. Bankruptcy is one, is hard enough, but twice, three, four, five times you go bankrupt? Don't give in, Henry Ford. Your invention in the automobile will change history. You love baseball, but you strike out a lot. And in Major League Baseball, you set the record for the most strikeouts, 2,597 times he struck out. That's the equivalent of striking out every at-bat in a full eight seasons, striking out. But never give in, Reggie Jackson. You'll be known as Mr. October, and you will be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. See, you and I will have people tell us, don't dream great dreams or try to do something great for God because you might be disappointed. We don't, don't want you to get hurt. Can I promise you something? You will get disappointed and you will get hurt. But you can either decide to be a victim or decide with God's power, you're going to bounce back and do something great for the honor and glory of God. Amen. See, don't fear failing to do something great for God. Instead, fear succeeding at something that doesn't matter at all. Finish this sentence for me, would you? Sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. Somebody said it right. Most people say lose. Wrong. Sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. When you don't succeed, you have a chance to learn. Now, if you don't learn, then you have lost. That's why I love divorce care. I love celebrate recovery because people have maybe not had a success, but they are learning how to move forward in a better direction. And that's why you never stop learning. 
Friends, you never stop learning. I so agree with what Pastor Keith said. The moment you and I stop learning, we have died. Emotionally, mentally, spiritually. Never stop learning. I want you to see a picture of a dear gal I had the chance to meet a couple months ago. This is Fern. Fern is a part of our home church in Arlington, South Dakota. I was there a couple months ago. Fern is 99 years young. Now, I say young because I've met people that are 25 years old. Fern is 99 years young. Think about this. At age 99, last year, she read 210 books last year. How's that compare to you and I? Exactly. See, that's why I can't encourage you enough. Take these six classes. Friends, I've, I've taken all these classes before in my degrees. Okay, I've taken before. But I wanted to retake them because it's been a few years. And I can say this. I, first of all, I thank Pastor Keith so much for the vision of this. And Pastor Keith and I have been great friends and for a long time. But his sweet spot, the sweetest spot I've ever seen him in his gifts is teaching. It's like another level. And I learned so much taking these classes. So whether it's for credit or non-credit, I so challenge you to take it. It will change every aspect of your life. The greatest investment you can make is not real estate. It's not the stock market. It's in your mind. It's in you. It's the greatest investment you can make. See, your best days are ahead of you because you're just getting started. You're all commencing. Today's the first day of the rest of your life. And you need to, stop, you need to quit putting it off. You need to start, continue to learn. Why? Because here's another thing that we have to stop, and we, we can't stop doing this, and that is we have to keep advancing the kingdom of God. God made us to be a multiplying people. He made us to be a multiplying church. We want people to meet Jesus, and doing so then help them become Jesus to be pastors. All of you are pastors. That's who you are if you're a follower of Christ. That's what you're designed to be. And we're called to multiply ourselves. Yesterday, Pastor Keith and I had the opportunity to be in Plymouth, Minnesota. It's northwest Minneapolis. And we met with a couple there that has been praying for years and years and years that God would send someone to build a church there, to reach people for Christ. As we rode around with them, what we saw is this, in that area of town, which is exploding. If you think Sioux Falls is exploding, oh my, that area is exploding. And in the last two years, what we saw was growth where we saw thousands and thousands and thousands of new homes, twin homes, duplex, all kind of housing situations come up over these rolling farm hills that have popped up, these new areas. With elementary schools, we saw thousands and thousands. Do you know what we did not see? One church. No churches. All this area. And all these thousands of young families with young kids and no church. And we said, man, what if God would raise up somebody? But can I say this? That's just a small amount of, we get calls all the time from people who are saying, I'm praying that God would send someone to help us pastor people and to reach people in our community. Maybe that's you. Maybe for you, you've been sitting on the sidelines for a while. It's time for you to commence. And God puts something in your heart and you've been holding back, waiting for the right opportunity, waiting for the right circumstances, waiting for everything. Uh-uh. You get started and then you what? Don't quit. You don't give in. That's what you do. Well, how do I get started? Let's talk. That's how you get started. Let's talk. And maybe that is you, because we're all pastors to do that. Will it be easy? Of course not. Will it be outside your comfort zone? Of course. Will it stretch you? Positively. But will you experience God and miracles of God you have never thought of? I guarantee it to you. 
See, things aren't always going to go your way, and you're not going to always have the resources. You're going to have to depend upon God. But I love it how Romans 8 says it. All things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose, as long as you never give in. See, you're going to be at the end of your rope sometime, and you might be at the end of your hope. At that point, can I tell you, hang on. Hang on to the person of Jesus who had the greatest comeback of all time. Man, rejected by everyone, put to death on a cross, put into tombs, stone over it, bam, greatest comeback of all time. Put your hands on his and hold on to him. Let him lead you. That's why I love Hebrews 12. And let's run with perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, suffering his shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so you will not grow weary and lose heart. See, when you're a follower of Jesus, the Holy Spirit's in you, you already have it. If you're waiting for something, no, just get started. It's already in you. You need, you need strength, it's there. You need power, it's in you. You need encouragement, whatever you need, it's already there for you. You already have access to it. That's why Paul said this in Philippians. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Get started, commence, and then never, never give in. I graduated in college with a music degree. For a period of time, I did marching band. I still love marching band. The most important part of the marching band is the cadence. The cadence dictates everything. This is how the band all is unified. Everything surrounds it. We have a cadence as followers of Christ. It's never give in. Never give in. Never give in. Never give in. You repeat it. Never give in. You say it. Never give in. So when your marriage is struggling, what do you do? When your kids are wayward. When your finances are upside down. When God seems so distant. When your dreams aren't happening. You just never give in. You just never give in. Never give in. See, you're not going to remember me, and you're not going to remember anything I said today, and I'm okay with that. But I hope the words of Paul and I hope the words of Winston Churchill will stay with you. Because Paul said this, all things will work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose, as long as you never give in. Never give in. Never, never, never in anything large or small, great or petty, never give in. Dear God, thank you for the fact that you never gave up on us. You chose us from the beginning of time for your purpose. God, would you forgive us when we think our purpose is chasing a paycheck? Just living for the weekend? God, that is not our purpose. God, when we sit and take, when you told us to go and make, God, would you forgive us? And so, God, I pray that today would be the commencement, the start. And, God, we would start moving in advancing the kingdom individually and collectively. And, God, I'd, that you would grab the hearts of people that maybe for a while have been ignoring the call. They don't even know what it means. But, God, that they would step forward, they would start today, and they would commence. 
And they would just never give in because that's what you did for us. We love you. We praise you. And all God's people said, amen. What an awesome feeling it is to, for us to be standing up here and seeing the vision and the fruition come of what these amazing people saw just a couple years ago, Pastor Keith, Pastor Reed, and Linda Haugen. They set forth a vision to be able to help people dive into God's word, and I'm so very, very grateful that we get to have all of these wonderful individuals on stage presenting us with our first round of graduates today. D.L. Moody once said, the Bible was not given for our information, but for our transformation. And in August of 2020, we began offering educational opportunities through a partnership with Southeastern University. As of today, we are proud to say that over 250 individuals have raised their hand and participated in these classes. And of those 250 people, over half of them have taken three or more of these classes for non-credit and they are growing their relationship with God by faithfully diving into the word. It is our vision that we would see every adult begin investing in their faith and start taking these classes. Can you guys just imagine what our community would look like if we had 1,000, 2,000, 5,000 people who dove into the word and really lived their life out based upon that? It would just change our families, our workplaces, and our entire community. In addition to the many celebrators that are taking these classes for non-credit, we have 14 individuals that have completed all six of these classes for credit and are earning their certificate in biblical studies today. I'm going to ask that the students who are being recognized with a certificate today would please prepare themselves to come up on stage. Not only have these individuals earned a certificate in biblical studies, but they now have 18 college credits that will be on a transcript that they can transfer into any degree program of their choice. These students have been consistent in their attendance and participation every week for nearly two years. They have made the investment of time, resources, and they have written research papers, drafted and responded to dozens of discussion posts, and read hundreds of pages of books. This journey has not been quick or easy, but I think they would all tell you that it has been worth every single minute that they put into it. So please join me in honoring the following students for earning a certificate in biblical studies. Melissa Anderson. Larry Denhode. Galen Enns. Jackson Belay. John Kagi. Brent 
Norgard. Brianna Ratzlaff. Kurt Whitrock. Caleb Koss. Now you may notice that some of these individuals are also wearing a white tassel on their commemorative Celebrate graduation stole. This white tassel signifies an honor that we would like to recognize the following individuals for. These individuals have not only taken all six classes to earn a certificate in biblical studies, but they are all also in the process of earning a degree through Southeastern University at our partner site here at Celebrate. These individuals have felt a call to ministry, and we are proud to be able to partner with Southeastern to offer these individuals the opportunity to get a degree while still being a spouse, a parent, an employee, and an active member of our community. Please join me in honoring these individuals for all of the hard work that they have put in. Aaron Nosel. Jaden Rollins. <laughs> Lars Langrair. <laughs> Michael Midlin. There is one remaining framed certificate up here. This certificate is for Randy Andron, who is not here today because he is preaching at Story Church in Fargo, North Dakota. Randy has been a part of Wade and Chelsea Coffee's church plant in Fargo from the beginning, and when he felt the call to ministry, he began taking classes remotely through SEU at Celebrate. We are so proud to see the way that God is equipping individuals, not only here in Sioux Falls, but through all of our church plants and what they are doing. We have a couple more people that we would like to honor, and I would ask them to get ready to come up on stage with us. Southeastern University is based out of Lakeland, Florida, but partners with churches just like ours across the country to offer a wide variety of degree programs online and through their partner sites. And we are going to recognize a few of these individuals this morning. This is Cayenne and Adam. Both of them are both currently enrolled at Southeastern pursuing a degree in ministerial leadership. Through this process, God has opened up doors for them to become engaged in ministry before they have even finished their degree. 
Cayenne is now the director for Swan Lake Bible Camp, and Adam recently held his first gathering for East River Hip Hop Church right here in Sioux Falls. Now, some of you may be thinking that you already have an associate's or a bachelor's degree, but your journey does not have to end there. Many of you know Pastor Noah as part of our youth program, and we just heard him give a pretty phenomenal message a couple weeks ago. Yeah. He has been faithfully walking towards his calling in ministry, and part of that is that he is now pursuing a Master's of Divinity through Wesley Seminary. And then we have Amanda Dorzak. Just two weeks ago, Amanda experienced the culmination of many years of hard work, and she was able to walk across the stage at Wesley Seminary and get her degree in Master's in Ministry. While I'm sure they didn't know exactly what that journey was going to look like, they continued to walk faithfully and take the next step even when they didn't know what laid ahead. And as we wrap this up today, I would encourage all of you to take the time to talk to any one of these amazing students after the service and ask them how God has changed and worked in their life through these classes as they dug into God's word. God has a way of making those words just come alive on the page and showing us ways that we can be Jesus out in the community every single day. The Bible isn't just a collection of stories. It's this beautiful love letter. And when you dive into it, you can just see those words come alive that he has written for us in this time that we are in right now. The testimonies that you guys saw up on the screen earlier is just a little sampling of the ways that God has transformed marriages, that our parenting practices has been transformed. We've developed some pretty awesome friendships through this. And employees have found a renewed sense of purpose where God has placed them right here in our community. Now, when you came in, you may have noticed that there was a QR code on a card on your seat. It's also going to be up here on the screen. If you're joining us online, you can go to our website, to our education page at celebrate.church/education, and you'll be able to see our upcoming class offerings. In just a few short weeks, we're going to be offering a class on Wesleyan history with Dr. Joanne Lyon, Dr. Mark Orvet, and our very own Dr. Keith Loy. This is going to be the first time that this class is offered, and it's going to be an amazing opportunity to be able to learn from some of the best. If you guys want to be a part of this and get your own certificate, our next, class, our next round of classes is going to be starting in August, and if you scan that QR code, you can get signed up today for those classes and take that first step on your faith journey. So to wrap this up, please join me in congratulating these individuals for all of their hard work, sacrifice, and commitment. Would you stay standing as we close off in prayer? The prayer is going to be actually two parts to this prayer. First part is going to be you praying to them. The second part is their prayer to you. So if you feel comfortable, would you just stretch your hand out towards any of these on stage or the ones who've already been recognized? We're going to say, Father God, we say thank you for the gift of your word. Thank you for the opportunity to study it, to learn from it. God, to be changed by it. And God, each of these individuals has stepped forward and said, we want to prepare ourselves for whatever you have. God, some of them know that exactly. Some of them don't know, but you're God, you're moving that. And we say thank you in advance what's going to happen. 
We pray, Father God, over each of these individuals and their marriages, their families, that God, would you just show off for them? God, use them to multiply your kingdom and to advance your kingdom in ways they couldn't have even thought of, that literally cities would be claimed, areas, regions would be claimed, multiplication would happen that down the road, thousands and thousands and thousands of people would have come to know you because of their devotion to your word and their willingness to obey it. So we thank you for it. We ask this in your name. Amen. Now, for those of you who were recognized, would you reach around and maybe turn around and just put out your hands towards the people here? And now we're going to pray to you. Father God, I pray for each person that's here right now, maybe watching online. God, you created each person for a purpose, a purpose that goes beyond this world, a purpose, though, that is not just about getting to heaven. God, it's a purpose about advancing your kingdom here. You created them uniquely with individual gifts, talents, experiences. God, and you want to use that to reach other people. Maybe some people here today for the first time have said, I've not been on that journey, and I want to start it. I want to, my commencement starts today. God, I pray that they would have courage to get started, just to talk, to start the journey, and then to never give in. God, I pray that you would put into their hearts something in supernatural form that would be beyond what they could see at this point, that it would not about becoming famous or successful here, but God, about making you famous to every person they're around and seeing your kingdom grow, that, God, the multiplication effect of this, three, five, 10, 20 years down the road, God, beyond our time until you come again, would reach hundreds of thousands, would reach across the world. God, would you do that? Would you show off and just do miracles? Your word says you will. So, God, let it start today in the heart of each person here. We pray over that. And we love you, and we thank you. And all God's people said, amen. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past messages. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. It helps so much. You know, you can click the share button, take a screenshot and share it on your social stories and tag us at Celebrate Church. For more content from Celebrate and to connect with us, go to celebrate.church. We love you and we believe in you. God bless. God bless.